Hey everyone, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and this is... El Bandito. Oh man, and we've got a special guest in studio with us this week. Absolutely, we certainly do. For all you beautiful people watching at home, this is Miss Kelly Jade. Hello. Oh man, let's get some love for Kelly Jade. Absolutely, we'll show her some love for stopping by the stream. Absolutely. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Kelly? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. I'm really excited to uh, join the show and talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I am I just got into the show, but I'm in love with it. Like, I'm going to marry it, so uh, <laughs> I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> awesome, man. And that's the thing, man. Hey, El Bandito, why don't you tell them about what the Power Hour is all about in case it's their first night joining us. Absolutely, man. If you guys are just joining us now, here at the Power Hour Love, what we like to do, man, is we were sitting around here. We have all this cool audio equipment, all this awesome video stuff, and we're thinking to ourselves, you know what? All these people out in the world, man, they just keep spewing hate. They say, this is bad, and this is scary, and let's get mad at each other about this, and let's be sad about that. And you know what? There's still plenty of stuff to love out there, man. So we came up with the Power Hour Love. That's right. Oh, the yeah. hottest hour out here just dedicated to shit that we love, stuff that you love, things that Kelly Jade came in here to show her love for, and the things that hopefully you guys will tell us that you love by throwing us some likes, some comments, and some stuff like that. Oh, yeah, man. And definitely, you know, what are we what are we loving on this week? Oh, dude. Yes. Miss Kelly Jade already threw it out there, man. And if anybody wasn't paying attention, we're rocking just the the like one of the coolest shows on TV to me, man. We're hitting up the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, man, you know it, man. This show has been on for a little while now, hasn't it? Absolutely. It's just about to start its fifth season. And, uh, you know, Kelly Jade was telling me she had never seen it. We were, you know, poking around, looking at some other stuff online one night. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we check out this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show? And she was like, ah, dude, no, I don't know. The movies are really good. I don't know about seeing all this other nonsense and whatnot. I said, eh, just give it a try. Let's give it a try. So we sat down, and boy, two weeks later, we had absolutely run through all the way through to the entire end of the fourth season. <laughs> that, now, that's what you call binge-watching. We totally binged it, like, with no regrets. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So it was just a total blast, and even watching it again for a second time for me was just so much fun because it's such a good show. I think the pacing on it we were talking about is probably one of the best things about the show and probably the most unique because they do three complete arcs like per season. Oh. Uh, okay. So it's kind of like every six episodes or, or so, they're completing a story arc, much like how a comic book uh, does six to ten issues per their story arcs. So it keeps it very fast-paced, but on top of being fast-paced, it's really well put together. Like, they tie up all the loose ends and stuff like that and if they don't right away they always come back in another season because it was a foreshadow for something else so they're really really great about their pacing and their timing in the show um, what do you think about that kelly jade um i agree i was really blown away by how tight the storytelling was and the first season really um it's done by joss whedon uh who did back in the day buffy the vampire slayer and firefly and all those kinds of shows and um, it, it really had that Joss Whedon feel, uh, especially in the first season where we had our kind of band of plucky heroes uh, kind of uh, going on their um, alien of the week sort of thing. But it didn't really stay in that format for too long. It really kind of uh, diverged into its own direction and really came into its own. And, and um, it told strong stories and it's got really great character development. And it, I was just very, very impressed with how... Um, how tight and how consistent the storytelling was throughout the, the four seasons. 
Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I think that their development of characters is probably, again, just one of the biggest boons that they have on the show. Because obviously the show revolves around, you know, Agent Coulson. You know, the guy who was there in Iron Man 1 and stuck through a bunch of the other movies, was in the Avengers and everything like that. And, you know, the show completely revolves around him and kind of what happened to him post-Avengers. Now, what's cool is they, they had come out with a lot of previews at the time where they're like, hey, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now on ABC with Agent Coulson. And obviously he, you know, gets killed at the end of the Avengers. And we're going to try to be as spoiler-free as we can, but, I mean, you're going to get some spoilers in this. If it's been four seasons and you want to jump on to season one, I mean, go and do it now and then come back and watch the episode. But if you haven't seen it or, or if you have seen it, yeah, stick around. We're going to be talking about all the stuff you love, especially, you know, just the moment when Agent Coulson comes out first on the show. You know, they're interviewing Grant Ward, another iconic character from the show that I, I know we all love. Um, but they're interviewing him about putting him on this special team. And they're asking him, like, well, what's your clearance level? And he's like, oh, I'm level seven. You know, and they're like, okay, well, now you're going to be on Agent Coulson's team. And he's like, well, that dude died in the battle for New York. And Agent Coulson walks in and it's just like, welcome to level eight, bro. So you're in on some even more secret shit than you were before. <laughs> oh, you know it, man. You know, and I got to say, like, I mean, I'm going to sound like, you know, the not lover here. Like, I've actually <laughs> only watched maybe like a season and a half of this show. So, but I mean, I'll, I'll say that, you know, what, what you guys are saying, like where the show's kind of become more of a, um, you know, like a six episode arc. Yeah. Like, I really like that format compared to what you were saying like the the monster of the week or alien of the week i guess would be more yeah. you know it, it was you know so so i think that's very interesting and actually i kind of like almost like gets my interest up to go back and like now get caught up you know one thing i i've always liked about you know agents of shield is that it it, it is in the mcu mm -hmm. so like anytime they put out a movie like the following week you know, there's going to be some kind of tie-in with it. Like, either it gets mentioned, like, events from the movies yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that's a really cool, you know, um, way of doing things. I, I can't, I don't think there's anything else that's ever done that. So No, absolutely, neat. yeah. How it's Every time one of the feature films releases in the theater, usually the week before, they're setting it up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then the, the week after, they're talking about the aftermath of the movie and, and how it affects kind of the common man. Because I know a lot of people right off the bat in the first season were like, well, who the hell are the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I mean, yeah, we know Coulson from the movie, but now you're just packing us full of a bunch of, like, nobodies we ain't never heard of. And, uh, you know, where's all the superheroes? You know, where's all the other people from the MCU? Why, why do you got to give us some no-name people? And as the show has gone on, they've definitely sprinkled in and peppered in more and more of these famous superhero drops. But what I like is a lot of these people were there from the beginning, but, you know, it, it, you kind of didn't know their regular name or their, their their secret identity and that they're building a whole new story around them. You know, I think most famously, I think Deathlock was was one. And that, that, that's a pretty cool character. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that's that's very ambitious for it because, you know, I, I don't imagine Deathlock getting his own movie. Right. So at least fans of his can, like, get into that. Um, Absolutely. But all of the characters that they do have. You know, with um, l l let me see if I can pull up a photo of him here. I think we got a photo. There we go. We got we got Agent Coulson. We got Grant Ward. We got uh, Daisy Johnson. You know, Sky. Yeah, you got Mac, Bobby, Hunter. I mean, you got all these agents in there. May, where's Melinda May at? Down there on the right. Fitzsimmons way over here on the left. Maybe that's your right, my left. I don't know. Whatever. They're uh, they're, they're over there. Fitzsimmons down there. <laughs> there you go. Oh, real quick, guys. I want to see that we're getting tons of love in the comments and 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 uh, likes and stuff. But folks are saying they want to hear 
uh, Kelly Jade, you know, we got to bump her up a little bit over here. Oh, is she a little too quiet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, we really appreciate that. And, and, you know, like, definitely, you know, we're here for you. You know, the interactivity of the show, like, that. that's where we can really, uh, you know, make it sound the best that I can. So, thanks. Much love. All right. Give, give them a mic check. See if they can hear you now. Check. One, two, three. Can you hear me? <laughs> definitely sounds pretty loud now oh yeah definitely man so hopefully that sounds a lot better you know hopefully you guys are digging what do you guys think of agency of shield have you guys seen it are you thinking about checking it out like you said it's available you know all four episodes or all four seasons are available on netflix right now so people could literally start binge watching it like you guys did uh <laughs> tonight after the show it's like pringles once you stop or once you start you can't stop absolutely keep going yeah, awesome. you, you just got to rip through them, dude, because it, it is. It's one of those shows that's just, it's really smart and great where it's not really cliffhangers, but there's always just enough of information you still want to lead you kind of into the next episode. But I think the real glue that holds it together are these characters. You know, so again, getting back to kind of these characters that you don't immediately recognize from the comics or anything like that, each one of them has such a strong performance from these like phenomenal actors that they've cast in in the show but all of them develop throughout the series from season one to two you know all the, the things that happen to them change them you uh -huh. know sometimes it's the events like we said of a crossover in a film and then it turns around and then bam they're different in the next season you know um so that character development has been so fantastic and we're going to talk a whole bunch about that in our second segment which is going to be right after our podunk news oh yeah but real quick the last thing i want to say uh, I, well, actually, I want to ask these two guys that are with me here. What was your impression, Kelly Jade, from starting season one, the first episode, to just ending season four? Like, what were your thoughts kind of prior to sitting down to watching it versus how did you feel when you got done? Well, when I sat down to watch it, I really wasn't sure what to expect because um, obviously having seen the Marvel films and knowing um, – the events that go down in the Winter Soldier. Um, I don't know if spoilers or no, you're or fine. Whatever, <laughs> but um, you know how uh, Shield falls in in Winter Soldier. So um, uh, I'm thinking, what possibly could they have to do with this show? That uh, you know, is this going to be something that is a waste of time, or is this actually going to be something good? So I wasn't really sure what to expect when I sat down to watch it. Um, and the f the beginning of the first season um, really. Again, it, it kind of has that kind of plucky hero, Joss Whedon-y feel <laughs> yeah. to it where, uh, you know, they're very uh, spot on with like the humor and the situations and, and whatnot. But the episodes are still really tight. And the tone of the show sort of um, changed over the course of the, the four seasons because in the first season, um, you know, everyone was just kind of like very green and, and new to this. And by the fourth season, they have been through a lot they have um you know experienced things that they didn't think were real before um and and kind of faced their own personal tragedies and 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 things like that and so um it's it's definitely a little bit more bleak um toward the end of the fourth season but it still retains that kind of charm and humor that makes the that makes you want to keep watching the characters to see how they're going to continue to change and develop um over the arc of the seasons and, and into the fifth season. So Absolutely. And I think that pretty much summed up like just what I was driving at. That like the development of the characters is is kind of like these are trained agents 
and they're having a hard time going on these wacky ass Marvel adventures, <laughs> you know, and you kind of connect with each and every one of them in a different way because yeah, maybe May's like the baddest ninja fighter in the universe. Um, and maybe you don't really super relate to that, but she feels sad around little kids and you know just different hang-ups like that that you can kind of relate to so each person has these great strengths but also these flaws that kind of human characteristic that marvel's so well known for and they each kind of become a protagonist in their own way and someone that you can relate to in some way and then watching how they deal with situations experience those situations and then carry on past those situations oftentimes to me really resonates as like shit like I don't know how else you could get through that scenario than how they did. And it's like, well, I could really see why they chose to do the thing that they, they did, and that's smarter than something I would have done, but I can see how much of a better, cleverer idea that was. Yeah, so. I agree with that as far as you can really understand what the characters' motivations are, where they're coming from, and there's never really any part where you think, okay, that's, I, that's totally unbelievable, that's not something that you know any sane person would ever do like in the in the midst of this kind of fantastical world they find themselves in they they really do retain their kind of um uh human qualities and human motivations and and things like that that still make you relate to their um their struggles absolutely yeah it's never that show where someone just does something completely out of character for no reason and you're like taken off guard by it i, I think there's a lot of shows out there that just have that element of like, well, now we want to make this character go rogue and they don't really give him a good motivation for it. And now this guy's just being a jerkwad for like no reason. But, you know, uh, like we said, OK, we can't talk enough about the good writing. I'm sure we're just boring people's we're being pretty. Uh, I'm being pretty vague. You guys are being more specific. But one thing we can be deadly specific on are the special guest stars that show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd love to just run through a list of them right now and get your guys impression on them, because like. They got some awesome rock star guests in there. I mean, I'm going to start off with Izzy Hartley, right? She was the agent mercenary brought in by Coulson in the in the third season, played by Lucy Lawless, man. Oh, that's always a classic, you know, <laughs> definitely for TV. You know it. I know the, you know, H Hunter shows up later. And uh, the, the actor who plays Hunter, his name is Nick Blood. Right, oh. like that. That's like a superhero name all by itself, you know. <laughs> but he talks about showing up on the set day one, and the first thing they want to do is put him in a truck upside down with Lucy Lawless, and he's like, <laughs> "Dude, that's the bomb. It's cool show to work on." There you <laughs> go. But uh, they have uh, Kyle MacLachlan comes in as Calvin Zabo, you know. And again, we're gonna we're gonna spoil the shit out of this, right? But he plays Daisy's dad in the show, and he's just fantastic. I mean, such a good character actor on so many other TV programs and things like that. I mean, all the way going back to, like, Sex in the City or Desperate Housewives. You know, this guy's on a ton of, like, girly-ass shows, and he comes <laughs> in to be kind of like a super villainy, super strong, badass, crazy person. Uh, but with charm. Yeah. A lot of charm. <laughs> yeah, and he just crushes it. He's able to bring kind of both sides of that spectrum and uh, and is, is really cool. Uh, of course, they got Edward James Olmos, Party man will. There's this, you know, there's your Battlestar Galactica end man. So he plays uh, Rob Gonzalez, you know, Robert Gonzalez, and uh, he's the head of another department of S.H.I.E.L.D. there. So that's super cool. Um, they got Powers Booth coming in to play Gideon Malik. Man, I mean, another just strong, strong character actor. I mean, just all over the place. And uh, uh, Peter McNichol. Man, one of my favorites. <laughs> Going all the way back to Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> and Ali McBeal. He he made Ali McBeal uh, just a great show. So it was really cool to see him here playing a, 
completely different character. Absolutely. He plays Professor Elliot Randolph, which is super cool. Of course, Jamie Alexander coming in as Lady Sif. Like, man, that's awesome. Just coming right off the the screen of Thor coming into the show. And I think, I'm pretty sure, what was she, in at least two episodes, right? I think two, yeah. That's pretty cool. Like I said, I always like the tie-ins. I think that's really neat because I don't think any other show really has the ability to do that, but Mm -hmm. it's cool that they do it. Yeah, and then they got Bill Paxton came in, you know, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. But, you know, uh, and way back in season one, he played uh, Agent John Garrett. I do remember this. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, that he played, awesome. you know, opposite of Grant Ward a lot in that first season. And the the two of them were amazing. Um, you know, um, the actor who plays, uh, who plays Grant Ward, his name is Brett, I think, Dalton. Hmm. Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, he... he uh, he talked about, man, what an honor it was to get to work with Bill Paxton, you know, that, that he said, he was like, oh man, I'm not really super thrilled with where my story arc is going, but if I get to do shit with Bill Paxton, I'm in, you know? And uh, um, a cool thing about Bill Paxton too, is that even though he's such a prolific actor, he really kind of disappeared into that role and really uh, just made that person come to life and was very believable and yeah. just kind of a natural in the in the scenario in the story. So it was really cool to watch. Absolutely, man. Just a seasoned pro like that. I mean, just an A-list actor coming in to, to do some work. That's great. You know, of course, they had special appearances by Peggy Carter, you know, Haley oh, Atwell coming in. So oh, she's fantastic. Real quick, I know last week we got a question uh, about the status of uh, Agent Carter and it yeah. has been confirmed that unfortunately Unfortunately, it has been canceled. So maybe, you know, she'll have a place in like a time travel episode or something (laughs) like that. But, you know, yeah, unfortunately, Peggy Carter, the show has been canceled. Oh, man. Well, that's sad news. I guess they were making room for the Inhumans or whatever they're doing over there on ABC. (laughs) But uh, last but not least, man, we can't shy away without mentioning Kobe uh, Smulders, who plays Maria Hill in... All of the Avengers films. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And obviously, man, the living legend, just the man among men, Sam Jackson, coming in to play Nick Fury, <laughs> cameoing in the show several times, sometimes for whole episodes, hanging around in there. I mean, you can't say enough good things about someone of his stature and his pay grade being like, hell yeah, comics rule, I'm going to come down and you know just be in the shit with people doing the daily, weekly TV shows and just ham it up and have fun with them and just bring a great and strong performance. Yeah, and his, um, his uh, participation really added that element of kind of authenticity to it where with the, it's kind of the strongest movie tie-in that they have and really bringing those two worlds together where um, the way that they kind of set it up um, and the way that his character and Coulson's character um, kind of traded positions and things uh, just really set it off into uh, letting the show kind of go its own way at the same time as remaining true to the the Marvel Universe. Absolutely. Well, one thing I have to say is I completely agree with you guys. I mean, you know, Sam Jackson, awesome, one of my favorites. But I'd say that there's one other cameo that completely tops (laughs) Sam Jackson. No doubt. We've got Stan the Manly coming in as the debonair gentleman. That was really cool. It was. When they put that in there, I was like, all right, okay, this is is an official Marvel show. Yeah, because, you know, he does a lot of voiceover work or he'll be (laughs) on a poster in the background of uh, like the Defenders or something (laughs) like that. But for him to actually come in there, and I remember the scene vividly, man. They're on a train Mm -hmm. and Agent Colson is with Simmons 
and he's telling her like, oh, we got to be undercover. And she's like, I'll pretend to be your daughter. You know, and then she just starts going off on him. You remember this? <laughs> She's all like, "Oh, you, you're so bad to mom," and you know, it's all she your really affairs and ruin our family. And Stanley's coming by, just looking like a pimp with these two girls, and he's like, "What?" It's like you're mean to your wife. You disgust me, sir. <laughs> like that's what Stanley says to Agent Colson. So I'm like, "That's great, man." So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stanley also being the the most. How do they phrase this? It's like the most earning actor of all time. Oh yeah, because yeah. everything he's been. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, incredible. Every movie yeah. he's in makes so much money that, on average, if he's in your movie, it makes it, you know, makes so much more money. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, we're getting tons of love in the comments here. It seems like everyone's digging the Agents of Shield talk, and awesome. I see a few people commenting over here, and it sounds like in the future we might have to throw out. A Battlestar Galactica show. <laughs> uh, there's definitely some comments blowing around here, probably for one of the guest stars or something. Man, like that. I don't, I don't think anything <laughs> would make me happier than to rap about Battlestar Galactica for for two hours because I got some words about that show. I mean, I love it; it's great. But what the fuck did they do to the end of the show? <laughs> I don't even know. Some people love it, some people hate it. But I'd love to talk about it with all you guys. So we'll definitely have to put that on the list of something coming up. But for right now, I think we're gonna go ahead and jump into some Podunk news. What do you think? Oh, let's do it. All right. Well, we'll get things set up over here and jump right on in. Podunk news. Oh, yeah, man. I got to say, this is like one of my favorite uh, segments of the show because <laughs> it's where we get to tell you guys all the crazy stuff that's going on out there in the podunk world. And, uh, man, this first story I got for you guys is actually kind of close to home. It's uh, uh, actually a, a 27-year-old cold case murder oh. that involved a killer clown. What do you think of Killer Clowns, <laughs> Kelly Jade? I'm, I'm not a super fan, but um, I'm, I'm pretty curious about this case here uh, that, that that's even a thing outside <laughs> of movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, um, it actually happened that, yeah, you know, 27 years ago, uh, there was a, a, a woman who answered her door and there was a clown there and had like balloons and flowers and stuff. And when the woman reached to get the flowers, apparently the clown shot her, oh, killing God. her. So a, are you sure this isn't a Batman comic? I, I, I thought this was a Batman comic. This sounds very similar to the killing joke. Good call, El Bandito. Okay, yeah. if it's real, I, I'm sorry for laughing. But <laughs> that's pretty weird. So <laughs> now here's the best thing, though. Just like a Batman comic, the case has been solved. Oh, you know, 27 good. years of work, and I guess, you know, of course, now we have all these fancy DNA and all this other stuff going on. But to make this story any more bizarre, it turns out that the killer was actually a woman. Oh, which I mean, not that, you know, we're not saying that, you know, clowns only have to be dudes, you know, I mean, you know, there's definitely can be girl clowns too, but yeah, it turns out, yeah, that there was this whole thing where, uh, you know, there was this woman who was married to a guy and he was kind of having like a little mistress kind of thing going on and like, yeah, this, I guess they fell in love and I guess they thought the best route would be to have this lady dress up as a clown and, and kill his wife. And well, obviously it was the best route. They got away with it for 27 years. I mean, exactly. Sounds pretty good. That, I think that's I, not, you shouldn't endorse this. This plan. <laughs> Infidelity kills. <laughs> I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying, hey, well done. Got away for 25 years. Probably I, was the best bet. I'm just going to go out on a, on a whim here and say that I think someone, like one of the police officers went to go see that new movie, It. 
and <laughs> finally pieced it together. And, and yeah, like it, it, a light bulb went off, and they're like, you know what? We should look into that case. You know, <laughs> also it was in 1992, which I can't remember exactly, but I think that was right around that same time that like, uh, what was her name, Fisher. Oh Carrie, yeah, what, not Carrie not Fisher, Carrie Fisher <laughs> but the, you know, you know, Amy Fisher. Fisher. Amy Fisher, you know, yeah. she she went and shot that Lee. I mean, I think that she she lived though, didn't Lee? Or I don't know all the the things for that case, but it was in that same time period. So yeah. people were just going around shooting people back then. So I was uh, like ten. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to less murderous uh, <laughs> news stories, but that did happen in West Palm Beach, so kind of yeah. close to home. Yeah. So. Uh, in recent news, I was going to get you guys excited. They're saying that Disney may buy Fox. Absolutely, man. I heard about this, and it was it was one of those moments where you're kind of sitting around the house, and it's just like there's a disturbance in the nerd force <laughs> because it was like, man, that is some big news. And really like splitting hairs on it, the 21st Century Fox is getting rid of their entertainment division because they want to focus more on news. But part of the issue here is that they want – to buy the entertainment section that <laughs> owns like the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Deadpool, which I'm sure a lot of people are fans of, the, you know, the word mutant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally anything relating to mutant. So, uh, getting that together with Disney means that Marvel gets all those properties back to play with. So yes. we could get to see the, uh, ever coveted Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in an Avengers movie Ooh. scenario. Should this actually transpire? So it's pretty exciting news. Absolutely, man. I mean, there's a lot of rumors going on. I mean, you know, someone bought, you know, the Avengers building and Spider-Man. Maybe it was like we were saying, maybe yeah. it's the Baxter building. We'll see. I mean, I really hope <laughs> it would be great to have all these properties back together so they could really go all out with them. So we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely report as that develops. But here's a funny story for you guys. Marijuana dispensaries in Las Vegas for the first time ever offered Black Friday deals. Nice. Last weekend. There you go. <laughs> that should be Green Friday, right? <laughs> <laughs> now the uh, here. Let's show. Oh, oh, I don't have the show some love thing in the newsroom. Oh, I'm gonna have to put that in the newsroom because we should have showed some love for Green Friday right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing about it was, I guess on their what, what this website, this big dispensary out there, they put it on there. You know, makes great stocking stuffers. <laughs> so they put that out and like the media local media yeah. went, went bananas you know <laughs> they're like are you are you saying that this is good for children you know and and, and just kind of <laughs> went like, crazy. come on grown-ups have stockings <laughs> what are they talking about you know my cat has a stocking that i got for him says i love my cat you know which you know th this this place was quick on the quick on the draw because you know they were like once they heard that going out they quickly went on there and added dot 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 for adults so <laughs> quickly rectified the situation and it seems like a lot of people were um were, 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 were happy i i, I think i, I don't yeah, know I wonder the, why they're blown out of their head <laughs> i don't know the exact prices but i think it went if something was like you know 55 dollars, it went down to 35 so yeah. it was like maybe like a 20 dollars savings so. but again all right that's all you people out there just looking to be offended about garbola all right because look hulu it plays a lot of like specific commercials during specific times a day you know, one thing I've noticed, man, is if I'm watching Hulu at like 2 a.m., I will see like 30 commercials for AdamandEve.com, right? <laughs> now, I'm not sponsoring AdamandEve.com or anything like that. But what I'm saying is like, they're like, hey, these are great for stalking stuffers. No one's getting all pissed off about it because they know if it's from AdamandEve.com, yes, don't buy it for a kid. AdamandEve.com doesn't think they need to tell you that. <laughs> you know? Just like these people are like, 
yeah, dude, we didn't mean buy weed for your kids. <laughs> I think that was pretty self-obvious. If you watched it and that's what you thought, you're the messed up person, dude. Don't be getting mad at, at uh, you know, marijuana places. I mean, you know, not to bring up any tragic events or anything, but I think, like, you know, Las Vegas needs a little bit of happiness, you know what I mean, that's after true. all the stuff that was in the news. but There's definitely yeah, some yeah. people out there that needed to chill out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They've been a lot better off. Yeah, I got some likes back there. Yeah. I think people like AdamandEve.com. <laughs> I just want to say, I watch Hulu all the time at 2 a.m. I've never seen it. You've never, you're watching the wrong shows. Hey, <laughs> throw, I don't know what shows you're watching. Throw us some love if you love adamandeve.com. Absolutely. And check out your Hulu subscription at like 2 a.m. It's always like put in Hulu 25 and get 25% off. But that about wraps it up for this first news segment of Podunk News. We'll be coming back a little later in the show with some more crazy stuff with video games and all kinds of stuff happening. Absolutely. So all right. Let's jump back to the newsroom. Oh, yeah. Woo, man. I, I love that, man. I mean, it's, it's always so funky, that transition. I know. You like that, the little red ribbons. <laughs> the red ribbons that lead us to the goodness. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, so now we're going to dive back into some more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., man. And, you know, I was going to say, uh, uh, not, not, not that I'm trying to jump in my place here, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a quick recap of what I thought of what yes, I've Yes, I'm seen. sorry. I think I left you out on that oh, one. I didn't realize. Hey, that's all right. We, we've got a special guest tonight. I definitely want to definitely give her the spotlight, you know. But, um, <laughs> you know, okay, just real quick, real quick, the um, – you know, like I said, I've only watched maybe the, the you know probably I've seen the whole first season and maybe half of the second. And I have to say, like, you know, like we were saying earlier, the the episode of the week kind of thing, that formula, I didn't really like. Which I know, like, you guys will really dog me out because I like Legends of Tomorrow, which kind of is almost like every season so far has been like the first season. Dude, Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> is like a riot. You know, that's oh, like one of the best shows because they're like. It's just comic book stuff, dude. Let's just do whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, they're in a ship. Yeah. You know, every week they kind of take on some new, you know, baddie or something mm -hmm. like that. So it has that same formula. But I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, they have Firestorm and maybe a couple, like, you know, characters that I'm kind of familiar with. Like, yeah. But that that would be the thing that I would say, like, you know, when they started to bring in... um. Uh, Deathlock, I was like, oh, dude, this is going to be so cool. And then, of course, like I said, the tie-ins to the movies, those were great. You know, by the second season, I, I kind of just, I don't know, maybe I just had too much stuff to watch, but I kind of fell off. But then I did watch a first a few episodes of, of season four, and I caught on to how much they had kind of changed the formula. And I was like, wow, I need to really watch some more of this. And then just got mowed over by like more shows <laughs> again. So. Well, it's funny because I, I totally hear what you're saying, like, but... It reminds me of a very famous comic book series, and this I'm going to totally nerd out, and I'm probably going to leave you two in the dust on this one, but there's a comic book called Marvels, and it was a miniseries that they made that was all told from the perspective of average New Yorkers. So every issue was a different person who a super event was kind of happening around him, and it was all about these people like seeing heroes just out in their life, you know, out in the street, you know? And how awe-inspiring it was or how terrifying it was to see a villain or something like that. So, to me, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, very, very much mimics that feeling. That these are kind of the average people who were agents before the Avengers were around. You know, so these people were agents on the ground doing normal everyday spy shit. And then, bam, the world exploded into all this crazy nonsense around them. And I think it gives, like I said earlier, it gives us a good opportunity to kind of learn and grow along with them as an audience. That we can say, like, I've never seen no shit like that. And it's great when the character goes, I've never seen no shit like that either, <laughs> you know? 
So it, it, it gives us a, 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 a way to develop with the show, which I happen to personally really like. But uh, it's not for everyone, and I get that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there I watch, and I'm like, that's terrible. I don't want to see it at all. What was that show, Stitchers, that we watched like half an episode of, and we totally yeah. shut it off? Which is so. what led us to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because we were trying to find something to watch, and we, we turned on this show, Stitchers, and I really could not tell you what it's about. I, I have no it's idea. Terrible. but. We couldn't even make it through the first episode. What existed yeah. for the purpose of you guys making it to Agents <laughs> yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. So it'll always have a special place in my heart because it got Kelly Jade to sit down and actually watch it. <laughs> so that was good because she was kept she was hemming and hawing about it. And I was like, mm, I don't want to push you on it because you know how it is. You push somebody on a show, they're going to be like, oh, I don't like it because you made me watch it. You, know, you got to let people get to it on their own. But once I knew once she got into it, she would enjoy all the character development stuff. And right now we're, we're going to kind of suspend the love line for today, but we do want some shout outs in the comments as we go along here senior bulls offered to be our comment moderator here for oh, this yeah. and we're going to do kind of a little mini power hour contest and we want to see which character development between two characters which kind of coupling did you people out in the audience there all you beautiful people who did you guys think had the best sort of coming together right now we got to start off of course with sky and grant ward <laughs> right, so you got Daisy Johnson played by Chloe Bennett, uh, Grant Ward played by Brett Dalton. Just amazing chemistry between the two of them. I thought it was just super hot. I know it was the thing that Kelly Jade was watching the show with me, and that was the thing that she globbed on. And I was like, no way, that's like too girly. She's not going to get into that because you normally don't like really girly stuff. But man, we're watching along, and that one day came where like we got together to watch the show, and you're just like, man. You know, I think they're really going to make it, dude. Like, you know, Grant Ward is the badass super agent guy, and she seems to just be, like, you know, smoothing out his rough edges, and she's kind of on the fly, hippy-dippy hacker person, and he's toughening her right up. So they're, they're really, they suggest something about the duality of man. And it seems like they were going to work well together. And then, of course, that all exploded in just the fiery dog shit. Um, what would you think about that? I was incredibly upset. And um, are we... Okay with spoilers? And yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. fine. Okay, so um, I was very much into the the warden and Sky kind of dynamic that they had going on, um, and the way that they worked together, and the way that they just kind of had chemistry. And I was like, I'm really feeling this. Like, I really am rooting for them. And then when it was revealed that Ward turned out to be a, an agent of Hydra, I was crushed. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was so you, upset. You were, you were visibly raged. Like, you were mad. I think you even threw a pillow in your house. I was like, whoa. And you were like, no. I, I, was, I was so upset because it was, he was such a, um, uh, the character that you want to root for and kind of the character that was sort of the all-American kind of like um, uh, good guy. And um, to see that person so corrupted and and to get behind the reasons of of why he was corrupted and of course that was the end of Warden Sky so so that ship kind of sailed but um but looking back on it I actually kind of um like that they did that because it took Ward in um on his own kind of character journey that he wouldn't have otherwise gotten and it was able to mm -hmm. um we were able to explore different parts of his personality and and his kind of um you know backstory and yeah. whatnot it really developed the character in a way that that wouldn't be able to um we wouldn't have been able to get if it was just the typical kind of sort of oh boy meets girl sort of romance there. yeah so so i did eventually come around to the idea but uh, i was crushed 
at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is, is like you're saying, his character change kind of broke up their relationship, but it didn't break up their chemistry. I mean, he sticks around for uh, another few seasons playing you know, this kind of adversary for them, but that chemistry is kind of always there, mm -hmm. uh, especially where he continues to be like, hey, my feelings for you were always real. And she's just like, well, all I knew of you was a lie, so you suck, <laughs> you know? And uh, that was just so great. But, you know, give the, throw down in the comments a vote for, for Sky and, and Ward if you got that, or if you want to hear well, everybody first, then you can. Well, w Ward is already getting some love. <laughs> you know, definitely it seems like... Um, you know, all the sexy women out there like seem to really dig his yeah. character. But, you know, I did I didn't see that episode where that happened, but I mm -hmm. had heard about it. And like I think that kind of almost gets wrapped into like shows nowadays where they're like they have to have like a, a surprise thing. I think Game of Thrones has really changed that format. For sure. Everything. But it, with the Winter Soldier being the catalyst for it all, that was like pretty surprising that it was like hey there's bad people everywhere it wasn't like this guy was bad i mean this dude was hydra like an infiltrator like a double agent from day one so it, it was kind of just really doubling down on that gambit to me of the show but um anyways getting back to our our list of of good chemistry people good point though but uh fitzsimmons you know the <laughs> ian dekester dekesticker i looked this up it's dekesticker it's a cool ass mm. name i like it uh, he's phenomenal. Love the actor. Plays Leo Fitz. Uh, Elizabeth Henstridge plays Gemma Simmons. Uh, they were the only two actors to uh, do a uh, what? What do they call it? The audition thing together. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. There's a fancy word for it. a screen test. There you go. They had to do their screen test together. Okay, it wasn't a fancy word. Shut up, Kelly J. To see you laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, they had to do their screen test together to make sure the two characters had chemistry because they were written to always be in the lab together and everything like that. Um, but that continued to transpire, and, and people really lo locked onto their chemistry and saw how that was going. And before you know it, that romance is building just little by little. And these people have known each other for years, but we get to watch the development of their relationship. How do you guys feel about that? You know, I, I sorry to jump uh, jump in there, but I would say that that was definitely a team that I enjoyed from the beginning of the show. You know, like they they were that they had that some comedy relief, but then even towards the end of the the first season, it seemed like they were taking a more serious role. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and um, and one of the things that we had talked about when we were discussing the show was how. Um, in, in their romance, it's not kind of like silly, trivial things that keep them apart, which is what you see so often in TV shows mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, I heard this rumor and now I'm not going to talk to you. And, yeah, you talk to this like girl that. and I'm right. mad at exactly. you now. And she's like, dude, I was buying a coffee. <laughs> what? But it was real obstacles, um, like real serious uh, kind of stuff that they came up against and had to overcome like at one point. Um, you know, Simmons gets pulled into uh, through a time warp to another planet and Fitz has to, to save her. So, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of those are the kind of obstacles they come up against. And um, to have them deal with those and come out stronger on the other side really solidifies their relationship and um, their their chemistry is just, you know, amazing. And they're so fun to watch. So I'm, I'm really digging Fitzsimmons. Absolutely. I mean, one of the strongest things to me, like you mentioned, you know, them being on opposite sides of the universe. And, you know, when all was said and done, just that single line, you know, where Fitz is complaining that he's like, man, you know, like, I'll never be enough of a guy for you. And she's just like, dude, you jumped through a hole in the universe for me. Like, There's nothing more I can ask you to do as a guy, you know, and you're like, yeah, man, it's pretty powerful stuff. So it's definitely pretty, pretty intense. I, I think that one's probably going to get my vote as like my favorite 
kind of character development uh, partnership there. I, I I just love those two cats. I think they're great. I think they're great because they're they're kind of the nerds of the show, <laughs> and you know they start off day one like just nerdy as hell, but they kind of go trial by fire on these missions with them and end up being every bit as formidable of an agent as as anyone else on the program. Uh, and, and it's pretty exciting, you know. Well, well, guys, I think I have to apologize here. I mean, I've been definitely modding the comments here and trying to see if people, what they think of uh, Fitz and Simmons. But it seems that my mention of Legends of Tomorrow started like an Arrowverse <laughs> war in here. And, uh, you know, people are arguing about John Diggle and all these other characters. <laughs> but no, absolutely. You know, we, we love all the comic shows and stuff. And yeah. and I know Gotham's gotten mentioned on here a few times. So we're well, definitely going to have to do some shows based oh, on those yeah. other guys. Yeah, we're well. definitely going to do some episodes covering all this stuff, you know. So, so if you guys are interested in our opinions about this... Feel free to shoot us an email at powerhourlove at gmail.com. You know, shoot us a message on Messenger, and we'll do a whole show dedicated to what you want to see Absolutely. and what you want to talk about, you know. But today, we're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Knock that junk off. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just playing. Have some fun down there in the comments. But there man. are some parallels just real quick. Like, you know, like on The Flash, you have, uh, um, you know... Uh, Ramon and and uh, yeah, Caitlin. Cisco and Caitlin, yep, yeah, be, being the kind of two nerds, although they don't yeah. really fall in love, but yeah, they, they do have kind of a partnership. Also, did Fitz and Simmons definitely, yeah, like, really, really fall for it? Okay, yeah, that, like they're, they're like yeah. hooked up. It always <laughs> seemed like that was like that was yeah. where it was going, but no, that's good. I'm I, glad they. I have to way. say too, just and and I kind of pre warned Kelly Jade about this. So it was maybe a bit of a spoiler for her watching it, but I was like, dude, watch this guy who plays Fitz. Like he is a complete nerd bomb at the in like the first episode. He wears like all these little cardigan <laughs> and dude i'm comfortable enough to be like that dude just looks sexy as fuck in like the fourth season and I, I shouldn't curse i'm sorry but i'm just like man he looks fantastic and just that whole development is so natural and so paced well throughout the show that it's not like oh man they just changed this guy up no like he developed he grew as a person and we were all there to kind of watch it and it was pretty pretty remarkable on the part of the actors and the the showrunners and storytellers there um, but again, getting back to there being a couple of different choices here. Oh man, I think I already got one. One someone's jumping ahead in the game here. Uh -oh. We've got a vote for May already. <laughs> <laughs> is it is that for Agent May and Colson? Yes, and they're kind of budding romance here coming out. Well, they, I, I see a vote here for May, and then I see someone else also putting in a question. Uh, Charlie Renegade here is asking, you know, Agent May, uh, you know, Agent Colson. So I think they're wondering if we've got. <laughs> there yet but we're, we're we're making our way right there right now go take it El Bandito. absolutely man we've got the latest development you know after all this sad traumatic stuff that andrew and may went through that we knew was so sad with lash and all that i know kelly jade that ripped you up man and uh now in the in the fourth season it looks like may and colson have kind of re-sparked this interest and we kind of get the insight into the fact that it was on a very early mission that may kind of said hey i'm starting to date this psychologist referring to to Andrew and you know otherwise Colson and May might have been dating way back then so now that they've been through so much and Colson has lost so much I mean he he obviously lost the Philharmonic girl from the Avengers that he talked about Rosalind who came in you know as the head of the ATCU you know she gets you know she gets axed and that doesn't work out for him so they're both kind of struggling with that tragedy and then now the two of them kind of find find some romance together. What do you think of, of the pairing of Coulson and May, uh, Kelly Jade? 
I was rooting for it from season one because <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true. I will confirm that you super called that. And I was like, what? Cause we were sitting there and you're like, Oh, Oh no. Kiss. kiss. <laughs> All right. You do do that about everyone though, but still. <laughs> that, oh, wait, that so one you called. So wait, is it like a big, like gang bang on the, on the Zephyr or whatever? For, for Kelly Jade it is. She's like, what is that? Steve Rogers and Bucky now kiss. kiss. Isn't that what it's called? The Zephyr. Isn't that their ship? Or was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. the latest one. Originally, uh, it was just called the bus. The oh. bus. But when they got the the new ship, yeah. they called I think Zephyr One, which is like a cool ass name. Yeah, but um, with Coulson and May, I think that they have such a in in order to to work together as agents in these situations, they have to have a kind of base level of trust anyway. But their trust kind of goes almost beyond that, where they um they you can tell that they just rely on each other. They they almost think for each other. It can tell what the other one is thinking or wants to do. They know each other's like fighting styles and um, and things like that. So um, even to the point where there's a scene, I think maybe in the second season where um, the May is is um, she gets like a abducted and someone else puts on a mask of her face and, and is posing as her. And um, even though like that's not even something that you would imagine would be possible, Coulson realizes that it's not May that he's yeah. talking to and and is able to test that theory. Um, and so just that kind of, um, integration of characters and, and working together and, and just that chemistry that's built up over the past four seasons. Um, I like that they didn't rush anything, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of always been there. Yeah. And that's agent 33 you're talking about who wore the mask of agent may again, a callback to an actual character from the comics, but the show is really based out of like the old, like Nick Fury kind of books. So it's kind of hard to track down some of these obscure references, but they are references to stuff in, in the actual comics, which is pretty cool. But yeah, all that development between May and Coulson, man, super good. What do you think, Senior Bull? I've always liked Coulson's character. Like, I think, Heck like, yeah. his death in the Avengers, like, brought so much, like, I mean, that's what brought them together. So yeah, that's what I, they're there to avenge. Exactly. <laughs> that's what they're avenging. I like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it, when they brought him back, I was a little like, oh, man, that kind of, like, deflates a little bit of mm -hmm. that. But, you know, then going through his whole story on how that went about and, like, yeah. where that ties to, like, the overall Marvel Universe. I, I love Coulson's mm -hmm. character. May, I mean, like you said, I mean... You know, she's a badass. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like she was just even from from day one. And I, like I like I said, I've been modding the, uh, the comments here, and like yeah, like everybody seems to really dig May. Heck yeah! And uh, yeah, great character. You know, um, you know. I, I remember in the first season, like I know even like didn't her and Ward hook up at one point? Yes. Like I, so I mean, I know, I know. Like, that's what I say. Like I'm like, is this the the Zephyr gangbang going on around here? But but no, I, you know that, that's kind of cool that that those two like almost like parenting characters are kind of mm -hmm. coming together to kind of make this more of like a big family and stuff like that. So I, I think that's pretty cool. I do have a question here, though, sure. which you guys might you be got? able to answer. Um, there were two agents in the beginning of the show, a man and wife team that had to step down. Oh, yes. Hunter and, uh, and Bobby. What what happened to them ultimately? Did they? Okay, uh, well, what happened was they ended up in Russia and they were fighting an inhuman there who had these special abilities where the guy wasn't really detected by the Russian government and he like turned into like a shadow person, basically. But once everybody realized who it was, it was this high-ranking general and Bobby and Hunter were in there and things were going kind of sideways and they they ended up where... Bobby literally just walks into a room full of people and smokes this general right in front of everyone. 
And it's kind of hard to answer why you did that when you're like, well, he was a shadow person. And you're like, <laughs> no, he was just a guy. But either way, the prime minister of Russia or whatever agency it was that was trying to cover this up was like, we can't let it get out that this guy was an inhuman. So we need to put someone in jail for that. And, you know, Colson uh, and actually the president of the United States from Iron Man 3, uh, uh, William Saunders. Uh, there you go, Party Man Will. He's actually in this show, too. Um, <laughs> he loves that guy. He does. But uh, he shows up you know, to Russia with Agent Coulson, and they negotiate a barter of like, hey, you know, we can get these guys like out of here, and you can you know, kind of place the blame like just out there and be like, yeah, bad shit kind of happened and went down, but let our people go. And Coulson was like, I'm just going to bust them out and we're going to jet out of here. Um, but I, it just occurred to me that I'm like, are they just asking why we didn't mention them as far as the couples? Uh, well, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, they were just <laughs> they, curious. They legit like, wanted to know what happened. Yeah, okay, because yeah, I'm like yeah. going into like a 40-minute thing. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah, That's just me. I always tell a long story. But anyways, Coulson was like, I'm going to bust you guys out. And Bobby and Hunter were like, no, dude, like disinvow us. Let us get no prison time and walk. And they'll monitor us the rest of our lives and we'll never get to be agents again. But... It'll save S.H.I.E.L.D. from getting exposed and being in Russia when they weren't supposed to. So it was like a graceful bow out for them, and they got disavowed. And uh, they basically have to live just... Normal lives. Yeah, yeah. normal lives yeah. as regular people, but they can't do what they love. They can't fight for the things oh. that they love. They can't be with the people that they love. It was a very drama. Dude, it was a very heartfelt moment. It was really good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you uh, if you ended up watching the episodes in your bowl, you'd be oh. all like... <laughs> I, I <know. laughs> it, it gets well, you right in the feels a little bit, man. Well, but, but yes, definitely. Bobby and Hunter, played by Adrian uh, uh, Palicki. I don't know. Her name's a little weird. And then Nick Blood. What a <laughs> cool ass name. They should have just called him Nick Blood. But it. both of them are comic book characters characters and uh yeah they're definitely on the list of what couple you guys liked the best on the show well we have one we have one other suggestion here which it might end up okay. in the honorable mentions but someone says daisy and ghost rider <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes yes that, that was from uh from uh that was charlie renegade again there asking about that yeah so definitely you know we you know i i mean that was Honestly, when I saw season four, mm -hmm. uh, the the trailer, and I saw that they were bringing in Ghost Rider, I was like, "No, that that that's 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 pretty cool." Heck yeah, <laughs> you know, man! One, one of my favorite characters. I mean, I don't hate the Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah, me neither. I I, I, I mean, yeah, they're decent. They're not yeah. the greatest thing in the universe, but they're kind of like how the Thomas Jane Punisher was. Yes, where you're yeah. like, it's not great, but. It had a sequel. So yeah. This guy. But hey, the sequel had Idris Elba. That was dope. <laughs> Idris Elba is pretty badass. He is. He makes everything better. I know he's going to get a bunch of love in the, in the comments. <laughs> everyone, everyone loves yeah. Idris. But all right, real quick, we got Mac and Yo-Yo. You know, Yo-Yo being our super speedster and human who can move as fast as she can get within the beat of a single heartbeat. And uh, Mac, you know, Agent McKenzie, just that powerhouse of a super big dude, man. Um, played respectively by Henry Simmons, playing uh, Agent McKenzie out there, Alfonso McKenzie. And then um, Kelly Jade, can you read Yo-Yo's name over there? It's Natalia Cordova. Buckley? Buckley. Okay, that was the last part I couldn't quite make yeah. out there. So, yeah, so she's our cool Spanish chick from South America. Uh, I think she's Colombian in the show. And, uh, and Mac, just, damn, that dude's a beast, man, right? Okay, <laughs> what do you think, uh, Kelly Jade, Mac, and Yo-Yo? Uh, I like them um, as a couple. Um 
don't really feel too strongly one way or the other as really? far as like yeah just because there are so many other couples with with so much chemistry that kind of like they sort of fall to the back burner for me mm. um but i do think that you know of of anyone to kind of get together they do have those kind of common backgrounds and 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 interests and, and um kind of uh similar goals toward why they're in shield and what they want to accomplish so so I get that, but I'm curious. It's it's a fairly new kind of relationship, so I'm really curious to see how it develops um, and if it is something that uh, people and, and the audience will become more invested in as it goes on. Yeah, they do kind of seem more like the TV show couple where they were like meant to kind of get together mm-hmm. from the minute they were on screen together. Yeah. You know, so it's different than a, a May and Coulson and a Fitzsimmons kind of deal where, where those characters kind of grew into, you know, developing feelings for each other mm-hmm. um but again sometimes that in the moment sort of romance can really pay off because you called it and honestly i didn't even notice it watching the show the first time around but the minute you said something i was like holy shit i was just thinking that and i got wrapped into it and you know charlie renegade obviously spotted it man that ghost rider and sky deal i mean there's only one moment in the show like right when he's kind of leaving at one point he's leaving and Daisy looks at him and is like, hey, are you not even going to like spend one night here or whatever? <laughs> and he's like, no, I got to go. And in that moment, you're just like, oh, my God, she wants to bang that dude like so yes. bad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that, that was definitely a very fiery moment. But I have to say I'm, I'm going to call out right now the last entry in our, in our bandwagon of awesome character couple developments here. The one thing, the partnership that has been there from season one to season four has been such a pinnacle of what everything in the show is wrapped around. My favorite thing to kind of comment on, talk about, make callbacks to the partnership of Colson and Tahiti. <laughs> it's a little more abstract, but damn, man, I love that storyline and its progression through the whole series. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, I, I really like the uh, the whole thing. Like I said, where that kind of ties to the bigger Marvel universe. I mean, I don't even I don't even know if we had seen the Kree yet. Like when that not character... not actual Kree yeah. beings. So I mean, like for to see that and be like, what? What is, is that? What I think it is, and then like jumping online and being like, you know, I remember things popping up and people being like, oh, I think it's a Kree, and then like you know, I know in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, they, 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 you know, they, fi- we finally saw some Cree, you yeah. know, and it was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool, man. Like I said, from a, from an overall story element, if you want to get everything that's Marvel Universe related, you got to watch the show. Yeah. You know, if they, I mean, unless you just want to read spoilers and stuff, but what's fun in that? <laughs> you really get kind of invested in it. And, and I, I think that really is like the, like a good thing that it has going for it. So yeah, I, I, I like the, I like the whole Tahiti storyline. I thought it was neat. What do you think, Kelly J? Did I thought its importance in the fourth season was really great. What do you think of that? Um, I I agree. I think that it was um, really well done. And what I liked most about Tahiti is that um, it it was such a an interesting way to explain Coulson's you know resurrection um, from the dead. And but at the same time, even though he's such a, a good character, it's such like a kind of miraculous resurrection and whatnot. It really details the toll that it took on him as well kind of the mental toll the the emotional toll um the physical toll um and and just kind of really made you feel like okay this is here's what's at stake here with this uh if we if we do this if we bring this guy back you know here's what we're kind of playing with and i liked that it wasn't just kind of a 
you know, magic wand cure-all for mm -hmm. bringing people back from the dead. I mean, they they really outlined the risks of it, the the effect that it took, and the fact that it was kind of the grounding factor for Coulson in season four when, again, he found himself kind of without his memories and without, um, you know, with with uh, time missing and, and, and things missing from, from his kind of uh, cognizance. So... So yeah, definitely uh, a big fan of how they handled Tahiti and and how they came back to it in the fourth season um, after they had kind of wrapped it up um, in the second. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's super cool to me. I love the callbacks to it, and I, I can't even I can't have it come out of my mouth without being like, "It's a magical place." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I think that'll just about wrap it up for all of our couples here on the show. Um, but we do want to give out just some honorable mentions. I mean, here's basically everyone here. But we want to give some honorable mentions, of course, to uh, Luke Mitchell, who played Lincoln Campbell on the show. I know Kelly Jade was never a super big fan of Lincoln and Sky's relationship, but he was kind of feeling the chemistry. They just didn't really have any. Dude, he was that rebound guy that was like, <laughs> well, he's kind of a mess, but maybe we can work things out, you know. And then ultimately, I think by the end of the season, you kind of feel for the character like you get where he's coming from he Not makes a little bit but i don't terribly miss him either. oh don't even lie you were sitting there like oh no i feel like a jerk for bagging <laughs> on that dude so much <laughs> but uh aside from that um agent triplet man antoine trip played by bj Britt, who also sounds like he would be the son of a howling commando you know bj Britt. Sounds <laughs> BJ like. Britt. <laughs> but uh but yeah he was awesome and and you know it seemed like he really wanted to hook up with Gemma all the time real quick or he sounds like he might be on adamandeve.com <laughs> <laughs> but the uh when when he when he kind of they have a call back to him. I'll, I'll put it that way in the fourth season. And when he shows up and, and he's kind of, people are talking to him and he's like, dude, you know, like, so did I hook up with this girl? Did I hook up with that girl? Did I hook up with this girl? And they're like, no, nah, you didn't hook up with anybody. And he's like, shit, <laughs> what am I doing on the team here? Um, he's not part of the, the whole orgy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't get to be part of the Zephyr one orgy. Um, but last but not least, if you want to talk about, dual characters more than one character on the show you can't not give a shout out to Patton oswald and his representation of the caning brothers all like what were there like eight of them <laughs> there's i guess there's four and then the the girl sister yeah, yeah yeah well i think they show four but i think he even says that there's more I, who knows because i know he lies about it a lot <laughs> but it was really great um throughout most of the series that they're kind of giving you the impression that he's an lmd uh, because that's like super famous in the comics for people who aren't comic readers. The life model decoys was something where like you never knew if you were really talking to Nick Fury or an LMD. So, there's Hon a oh, I'm sorry. Honestly, that's what I thought Coulson was going to be yeah. before the whole Tahiti story. I Dude, I, he was I think like everyone did going into yeah. the show, especially if you caught the teaser for it in Avengers that Tony Stark holds up his phone and he's like, hey, you've reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark. So he's like making a joke about it as though it's already a thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as the show progresses and it turns out that the Caning brothers were technicians who worked on the original LMD program like decades ago and they scrapped it because it was doo-doo butter. I was like, that's hilarious and such a nice cap on all that. And what a way to bring us into kind of the fourth season, which revolves around both, well, all three, Ghost Rider, the LMDs, and the framework. So we've got some pretty rocking stuff to talk about. We're going to wrap up the show talking about Season 4 and some predictions for Season 5. Thank you guys for joining us so far. Keep posting in the comments which pairing, which coupling you guys like the best. We'll let you know at the end of the show. 
Oh man, Party Man Will threw out a suggestion for upcoming guest star on the show. He says Patton Oswalt would make a great puck from Alpha Flight, and I, I think that's a great, a great. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to bring Alpha Flight. I mean, that that whole Fox Marvel pairing yeah, yeah. would definitely have to. I'm sure Alpha Flight's tied into X Men. But um, yeah, that's 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 a pretty cool suggestion right there. <laughs> well, we'll definitely we'll keep an eye out for some Alpha Flight. But I think Patton Oswald is busy playing them five, four, whatever characters he's playing right now on the show. Oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, uh, um, yeah. Keep posting who you guys like. At the end of the show, we'll let you know who's going to be the Power Hour star couple pairing of of uh, Agents of Shield. But right now, what do you think about jumping into some more news? You guys want oh, some more Podunk news out yeah, there? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Podunk News. All right, well, earlier, you know, we promised it, and it got a lot of likes, and people were posting in the comments that they wanted us to talk about some video games. Nice. All right, well, let's do it. All right, man. Well, you know, it's a big game that I've played earlier this year and i know i, th- I think you're still holding on to my copy i am Andy. i am i have it and i'm very scared i'm too scared to play it but one of these days i'm gonna have kelly jade come over and sit with me and play it so awesome. i don't have to be scared we're talking about resident evil 7 man talk about a game that has like reinvented you know the 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 thrill of of resident evil and oh, i mean yeah. i saw you know a few people that were in the uh the comments earlier i know that they're also fellow resident evil players so definitely throw us some love if you dig resident evil hey even if you love the earl- er- earlier games that you know were like really bad controls and but you know were <laughs> scary as hell as well man i think yeah. i like the earlier games the best <laughs> uh, well you know and I, that's the thing sometimes it's the nostalgia you know but these this new one it's all first person scary as hell i mean i i did beat the game but what we're here to talk about is that next month in december they're finally releasing the long-awaited dlc oh man the way you know without giving away any spoilers the game kind of ends i mean it ends on a on a cool note but you know there's so many unanswered questions and you're kind of like was this gonna be season two stuff you know (laughs) and uh but they've said you know we're gonna release this dlc that will kind of tie up this story so that's coming out next month uh, but also, it's already been said that the developers, you know, the RE team, you know, they're already hard at work at the next Resident Evil. So expect Resident Evil 8 probably sometime either in like, you know, 2019 or 2020. Nice. Uh, have you ever played any of those games, Kelly Jade? Any Resident I, Evil? I have not, and my video game expertise kind of caps out at Mario Kart, so I, I'm not really <laughs> able to contribute much to this segment. But uh, it sounds cool. It, and and it, it definitely, you know, like I say, it it is a horror themed game. But like when you're playing it, it's kind of like you're playing through a movie. But what I noticed is that being that games have gotten so advanced that like. You know, El Bandito might play it, and he might get a different scene yeah. than what I got. Like, you know, like I might be able to stop the guy before he gets in the car, and that does something different. But in his game, the guy might get in the car and start trying to run you over yeah. and stuff Choose like that. your own adventure kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then also, too, like with the way they have games nowadays, there's a lot of RPG elements where you're like, hey, here's a new character, and... You know, I may be like, he seems so interesting and fun and cool. I want to talk to him for 45 minutes. And, you know, Party Man Will might be like, boom, smoke that dude in the face, take his stuff and leave. And then I'm like, wow, we had wildly different experiences talking to that guy. Exactly. And I think that's where they're, they're really trying to give like a more open world mm-hmm. element. But at the same time, they have a big story to tell. So sometimes people seem a little immortal. But it yeah. looks like here in the comments, yeah. 
you know, original Resident Evil is getting a lot of the love. You know, we're talking about like the ones that came out on the PlayStation, the original OG mm-hmm. PlayStation. And like, yeah, those were, you know, if you go back and try to pl- go back and try to play those now, they're and, hard as balls. And you're you're going to be ridiculous. like, holy crap. Like if they remade them, you know, and just made the, con- it's all about the controls. The game yeah. itself is wonderful. It's still mm-hmm. scary. But it's really about the controls. You get so you, you've been spoiled now with these <laughs> nice, you know, three sixty, you know, Xbox One, PlayStation Four type controls, and it's like you go back to that, and you're like, oh man, this is tough. But you know, we've got some more stuff to talk about besides Resident Evil, and I think this will really get everybody kind of hopping. There's a new Russian-made van called the Gazelle. Okay, and it has a special feature on it. Where you can actually play Tetris on the dashboard That's while you're driving. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I guess their whole thing to that is that you know, oh, it's just it'd be the same as texting and driving. <laughs> yeah, well, we know okay. How harmless that is. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I know Russia's real big on their whole like dash cam thing. Like a lot of times, you can go to YouTube and they have all these dash cams of wild shit, and it's like, oh, ten cars crash, and there's always some casual Russian dude who's like. <laughs> and he just doesn't even care but like i looked that up and was like why do they have so many awesome like videos like that that come out of russia because my biggest thing is like what are what are they filming like how are they <laughs> well but get this the in the awesome like country of russia the majority of people get traffic uh, not traffic uh dash cams so that they don't get harassed by police mm-hmm. and that they're on video if the police are harassing them that's nice. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> so does the gazelle have anti get beating up by the cops <laughs> in the dashboard? I, I didn't see that listed as part of its features. Really, this <laughs> like, you know, Tetris game kind of dominated the article. Okay. And I got to say, like, I mean, it, it, it's like a dot matrix version of the game. So, I mean, it's not super graphically like, you know, it's like, doot, doot, okay. doot. so the screen is probably like, you know, this big, you know, but. If that's not crazy enough, you guys got to hear the steps to actually activate this game. You know, oh. there's not just a Tetris button. Okay. No, there's like a series of steps. So this is not even a joke. This is legit. I don't know who figured this out, but um, yeah, the way that you go about doing it is you turn you turn the engine on, uh, you turn you let the uh, right turn signal go for three clicks. Okay. You, you push the the tripodometer twice. Uh, you have to push the clutch five times and then rev the engine up to 2,000 RPM while the left turn signal is on, and that will activate that Tetris game. You also have to be doing this all on one foot while doing the chicken dance as well. Exactly. Ho- hopefully people are doing this while they're stopped somewhere. You know? Yeah, so this is wildly different than my initial impression of like people are going to play Tetris and drive. Because if you're putting you know, three clicks on your left blinker. You've already been hit. Somebody <laughs> hits you, man. You know? Especially here in Florida. We know how that goes, man. Oh, man, I see Eric G here, uh, old school programmer pal of mine. He said, yeah, definitely uh, some developer left open a back door there. Yeah. That was something that was, like, fun at the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, at the factory, those guys are doing that. Hey, hey. And they're like, I'll just leave it. We don't need to delete that. No one's ever going to find it. (laughs) I I see a lot of love getting thrown out here for, like, Dead Space. You know, if there's games you guys want us to talk about, man, we could do whole shows based on on different horror video games, different uh, mobile games. I see different stuff kind of popping up here. But I got one additional news piece for 
just some latest news that just came out tonight, which I want to get in everybody's uh, in in their mind because I know a lot of people that I'm friends with are are big fans of this. Have you guys ever heard of the game Devil May Cry? Yeah, you know it's like a. It, it, what's funny is that was originally supposed to be like a Resident Evil spinoff, but then oh, it was okay. like, oh wait, it's it's original enough. We're going to do its own. Yeah, I think there. I don't. I don't know if there was ever a movie for it or not. But either way, like you know, they made like four Devil May Cry games, and they were like kind of they went the Hollywood route, and they were like, hey, let's go ahead and like reboot this. Okay. Everybody hated the reboot. You know, very common. I don't so know it, they they did totally Hollywood route of reboots. Exactly. <laughs> Make it sucks. Make Everyone it hates suck. it. Yeah. So it, it just was announced tonight that the uh, the original developer said, "Yeah, you know what? We're going back. We're going to make Dev- Devil May Cry five, wow. and like it's going to be you know." You know, we're going to have all the characters come back. Like, it's pretty much like they're trying to say, hey, you you, you know that that remake? Let's just pretend that didn't happen, you know? (laughs) So we're going to go back to the original story. So, yeah, um, same thing. You know, it's going to be a couple years in development, so we're probably not going to see that to almost like maybe like 2020. But you heard it here first on the Power You'll get to Devil May Cry 5 Homecoming. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> which is basically don't pay attention to the you know ones in between <laughs> exactly and that that happens sometimes yeah but that's what it does but that's gonna wrap us up for uh this edition of podunk news hope you guys enjoyed it and like i said shoot us a message if there's a video game you guys want us to talk about absolutely hey while we're here in the newsroom you want to just run through those events real quick oh yeah we could jump on that yeah let's quick, let's do of... that because i know we're running a little long already i don't want to keep you guys out too late Sure, man. Well, you know, we like to always talk about events that, you know, me and El Bandito would go to. But, you know, we know sometimes, you know, people are like, man, you know, some of these rock and roll, some of these horror movie events, you know, like I can't bring the kids, you know. So this week I decided, you know, I'm going to bring something that is, you know, rocking, but also is family orientated because Sunday, December 3rd, down in uh, the Kelsey Theater in Lake Park, Cuckoo Kangaroo is coming to town. Nice. Do you remember these cats, El Bandito? We saw them at Nerdapalooza way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. They're a lot of fun. They're they're pretty clean. They don't, you know, like I know even like some of the elementary schools like will actually like have their you know uh, DVDs and stuff like that. So, but it's cool. It's like they they're you know they're like they're they're it's almost like Sesame Street meets the Beastie Boys. Yeah. But with none of the language. <laughs> Does this sound like anything you might be interested in, Kelly Jade? I'm interested in, in it already. Just by the name, Cuckoo Kangaroo. That's, that's something I gotta check out. And they're a lot of fun. They bounce around. They bring like balloons, and they have like you know. Do you remember those like uh, those parachute things that you used to do like when you yeah, were a kid? Yeah. Like I think they bring one of those too, and the kids can. <laughs> So it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of um, crowd interaction. Well, you know, being that it is a more family oriented event, it's actually again the doors are opening up at four thirty, mm-hmm. and the show will be over by eight p.m. It's uh, twelve dollars in advance. So if you go and buy your tickets now online, you can get in a little cheaper, or it's fifteen dollars at the door. So it's still pretty affordable. You know, yeah. bringing the kiddies and stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no. I don't know. People are already like, "Hey, is there like a child state?" No, it's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's twelve or fifteen. That's what you're getting. But also another some more news that excites me is uh, uh, opening for Cuckoo Kangaroo is MC Lars. Oh, you know, nice! One of the uh, the nerdcore originals. I know uh, me and El Bandita have seen many times. Absolutely, man. Yeah, he's always killer to get out and check out. So make sure you hit up the Kelsey Theater. That's Sunday, December third. That's this weekend coming right up. It's going to be down in Lake Park. Starts at four thirty, guys. Get down there, check them out. Tell them the Power Hour sent you. Oh yeah. All right, let's jump back into some agents and uh, agents of Shield news because you know we're talking about news, news and stuff going on here right around the corner. And man, agents of Shield is right around the corner. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. December 1st, that's this Friday, they're coming out with a two-hour premiere of Season 5, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., man. It's a special two-hour premiere, and hopefully it'll be available, like, right away on Hulu. Are you excited for this, Kelly Jade? I am, and um, I saw that they've actually released, I think, the first 17 minutes uh, mm -hmm. of the of the first episode uh, for those of you who want to get uh, kind of a sneak peek. I haven't watched it because I know that I'm just going to want more <laughs> immediately. So I'm just saving it all for um, to watch it once. But um, it's, it's yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I will be in front of my TV like with, you know, ready. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Now, look, we wanted to do a whole recap of season four. We're just running out of time. So we're just going to blow through real quick and tell you a little bit about season four. Ghost Rider showed up. They had a problem with some LMDs. They all got sucked into the framework. This crazy LMD named Ada wrecked shop. Man, go back and check this season out. So much cool shit happened that we couldn't even pack it into this 10-minute segment <laughs> if we tried. But you know what? They had some new cast members that I just want to give a plug to. They had Jason O'Mara came in as the Patriot. Ooh. They had uh, Gabriel Luna came in as Robbie Reyes, which was fantastic. Uh, John Hanna still stuck around uh, as Holden Radcliffe. And they were able to bridge the gap between Ghost Rider and the Darkhold and making the LMDs so that they're not just like, hey, we got technology that's super fancy. No, it had a weird mystical magic component that made it way better than it should have been. And it helps the story make a lot of sense. Again, one of the things I love about this, they pay attention to those details. Last but not least, they got Mallory Jansen coming in as Ada slash Ophelia. Oh man! Well, dang! They definitely, you know, they got a powerhouse of uh, uh, of new talent coming through the door. And like you said, I really like that whole like rather than just being like this whole season's about Ghost Rider, you know, like they really yeah. like are like all right, that's that's you know this six. I mean, I'm sure he has an overarching sure. kind of part in the story, but it's cool that you know they did the thing with the life model decoys. Yep. Like you said, the, I mean, the framework that sounds familiar. And um, like you said, the, just the, the whole LMD thing, I could see that causing them some some problems. You no, know, absolutely. So. <laughs> now, now, Kelly Jade, what, what moment do you think was, or, or what arc do you think was your favorite out of the three? That is a really hard question because uh, I, I really liked the Ghost Rider arc because I didn't really know too much about Ghost Rider mm -hmm. um, except for, of course, the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I really liked what they did with him, uh, you know, during his arc and how they told his story. However, I also got really, really invested in kind of the LMD storyline and, and when they went into the framework, which um, it was kind of like an alternate, you know, reality for, for some of these characters. And we got to see Ward again in, mm -hmm. in the framework. So I was very excited about that. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know if I can pick one. I really enjoyed like season four as a whole. And I liked the way that even though it had each individual arc, they all tied together very, very seamlessly. And so it was just very enjoyable. It, it would definitely be difficult to pick a favorite. Um, but I, I have to say the first episode of the framework arc being titled What If, you know, <laughs> based off of the old Marvel comics, That's What If, cool. man, yeah. just, just stole my heart. And from then on, when every episode was like, uh, you know, hate to spoil it for Senior Bull, I don't think he's gotten this far yet, but every episode starts off as Agents of Hydra. 
Oh, because okay. the framework has them all totally brainwashed into thinking that they're they're actually Hydra agents. You know, that's funny. I was reading an article about that, and I saw that pop up. And I'm like, well, that's that's an interesting. So did they even yeah. change like the title card? Dude, everything like that's the, the, cool. that stinger okay. that comes up changes every arc. So they oh. have one for Ghost Rider with fire. They have one all robot stuff for LMDs. Yeah. Then they got an Agents of Hydra one for like the framework. And I have to say, man, whoever's doing them titles, dude, you are the man. Those things look amazing. I'm sure it's a team of people, but all. You guys are just great. Um, but, yeah, the whole framework arc to me, uh, leading off of the LMDs and then wrapping up with kind of more Ghost Rider action at the end, just was so brilliantly done. And I have to say that all of the personal uh, storylines in it, especially with Fitz, you know, um, and these people kind of seeing what they would be like if only certain things in their lives got changed, you know, and what kind of people they would be. Uh, if their nurture changed and, you know, uh, their upbringing, they're, they're growing up, you know, because the, the framework is rewriting their own memories to think different things. And they realize that they're wildly different people with only a few minor changes in their lives. And it's pretty amazing and kind of scary. But I think we've all had that moment where we think, man, if this had been a little different, my life would have been better. And if this had been a little different, my life would have been better. But you never really stop to consider if this had been different, would it have completely screwed me up as a person? <laughs> oh, definitely, man. And looking here in the comments, it looks like people really dig that whole concept of uh, the what if. Yeah. Like everyone, you know, that, re you know, grew up reading comics. I, I, I. I think I stumbled on what if as like a kind of like a, a surprise. Like I was yeah. like, what, what is this? You know, and then mm -hmm. I read it and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. And then a <laughs> good buddy of mine was like, well, you know, that's like not like canon mm -hmm. i don't know he's like it's not real he probably didn't say the word canon but he's, sure. like, he's like man that, ain't, that shit ain't real man <laughs> he's like that's just a story you know like a what if story I was like, yeah oh, exactly cool. yeah know, they're so. all kind of in the comics they were all kind of told from the perspective of watu who we yes. see in guardians of the galaxy 2 being like the watcher who lives on our moon and watches over earth that's right chronicles yeah. our history so the what if stories were always told is like hey what if this happened this is how all of the world would change and watu knew so much about everything that he could outline how things would change but uh obviously the show doesn't have anything to do with him so yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. just kind of neat history for all you beautiful people out there but that being what kicks off kind of this alternate reality of, of a sense of these altered memories for these people uh i thought was a great like just kind of callback to the old comics but definitely the framework development um you know, the Ada character and the Fitz character, they grow so much over that arc and are so very different than what they are. And even even Coulson, you know, just with his memories altered and one thing in his life changed, he thinks he's a, he's a history teacher. You know, and he's doing next to nothing. Just he's not an agent or nothing, you know. Um, but, yeah, this is where you get to see, like, the return of Agent Trip and Grant Ward showing back up and all these people in this sort of imaginary Matrix-like world of, you know, uh, altered memories that they have. And when they come out at the end of it and, and they're all trying to cope with what they did inside this world because it had effects on real people, you know, um, it's just fantastic acting i mean i think the first thing i did when i was done watching it was go talk to senior bull and be like oh my god they need to just like throw all the awards at ian de kestaker like, <laughs> you, you definitely did say that yeah that guy stole stole the show for me i mean he Absolutely. just wow blew me away um wh what did you guys think of of the fourth season as far as as, as much as you saw senior bull i know you're more of the big ghostwriter fan so I, I gotta ask did you get to the episode where they tied in the ghostwriter films 
with what happened in the show? They, I did not, but I wish I would have because, I mean, of course, when I watched the first episode, I would... Like, I watched it, and I was like, well, that's cool that, you know, they kind of gave, you know, they made it into, like, a car. Yeah. And, of course, I jumped on my iPhone, and I started looking up, and I'm like, oh, this is actually, like, a character from the comic. Mm-hmm. So I had more appreciation for it once I realized that they weren't kind of just going their own way with it. Because with all the trailers, I didn't really catch that. Like, I just thought it yeah. was Ghost Rider. But that's awesome that they, they, they wrap it so that even those uh, Nicolas Cage movies are, are, I guess, would be considered MCU or at least loosely connected. Yeah, like it was so cool. And I remember I was pointing it out to Kelly Jade because you hadn't seen the movies, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was telling her, I was like, now watch this, dude, like, but what happens is they show the passing of the torch. Oh, okay. And like he's retelling the story. Uh, of what happened and when they show the flashback the cgi for ghost rider you know an agents of shield looks very different i'll pull that photo back up of him or up of him i don't think we even showed this at all let's yeah let's get to the photo so people can oh there you go this is this is the agents of shield one you see has a very long kind of angular jaw that's very reminiscent to kind of the 90s comics as opposed to the 80s ones where he premiered but uh, also he's got the the jacket with the white on it, which I think is a really nice touch. But the CGI on this is just unreal. It's so good. For a TV show, you know, you're definitely kind of like, yeah. wow, you know, kind of like knocks your socks off when you actually see it, you know. But, it's like... but not only that, but when, when they show the flashback, like I said, of the other writer passing yeah. it on to him who's just the other writer you know they, yeah, they don't they don't yeah, name him yeah it's not nick cage in there yeah <laughs> but that cgi version like looks just like the film like the cool. skull looks different the jacket looks like the jacket from so the you film. know what they're doing yeah exactly <laughs> like they're getting away with it without saying anything about the movie um so i thought that was really cool and kelly jade i know you mentioned earlier how much you were really surprised by how much you liked the character what would you say is probably one of the coolest things that you liked about ghost rider Mm. I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that um, it was really cool how he, um, even though he was the Ghost Rider, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't just like this kind of murderous, you know, villain or or, or anything yeah. like that. Like he, the the people that he did kill were people that he had vengeance. Uh, you know, he wanted to get revenge on in some way. Um, and, but outside of that, he was, uh, you know, he was a good person. He, mm-hmm. he had a, a brother that he was looking after. Um, you know, he lived with his uncle. Um, he and Daisy had kind of a, a sort of understanding between them. So I liked how human he was in spite of this, uh, supernatural element, um, to him. So I thought that that was very well developed. Absolutely. Yeah. The separation of the, the man and the writer. I thought uh, I think is kind of what you're driving at, you know, Mm -hmm. that point of like the writer being the spirit of vengeance and how he would go along and kind of just drag Robbie along for the ride. And uh, I always thought it was really cool that when he would stop being Ghost Rider, he he wasn't hurt. His jacket wasn't ripped like he was just totally back to being fine again. Like that'd be a pretty (laughs) kick ass power. Absolutely. But um, I know one of the things we've talked about, you know, outside of being on the air is the big bad that they're going to face, or at least one of the big bads that they're going to face this year. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about some season five stuff real quick. I think I got a photo here of, here we go, Ada. You know, so this is Mallory Jansen who plays Ada slash Ophelia, whether she's in the framework or in the real world, you know, and she was the LMD. I should have pulled this up earlier, guys. I'm sorry. I was snoozing on you here. But uh, uh, fantastic actress. Oh, my God. So hella good. Uh being this completely robotic person in some scenes to being the real person that she's based on to being a framework version of herself, which has feelings and stuff like a normal person. Um, and then 
just going from there. I mean, super job. What did you think of Ada, Kelly Jade? I, I thought she was great. I thought that it was um, really cool how the actress was able to kind of embody um, three different personalities so well, and each of them kind of had their own characteristics and their own uh, identities, and, and, you know, you could really believe it was three separate people. So I really thought that she knocked it out of the park. Absolutely, and I have to say when she first comes out of the framework uh, with Fitz and the two of them are talking together, uh, kind of in containment, like they were both being isolated because the shit they did was so flaw that they were like, nope. And, uh, you know, Fitz and Ada have this moment where like they they thought they were kind of a couple in the framework, um, but now that they're back in the real world, he's like, well, you know, Simmons is like my girl, man, I can't really... But he's being a little ambiguous and a little vague. And he's like, you know me. You know my heart's only big enough for one person. And she's like, oh, I know. I know. I know. It's so good. It's okay. It's all right. You know, and she's in her brain like, I'll help you break up with Simmons or kill her or whatever. <laughs> messed up shit she's thinking. But just that moment where he's like, hey, you know, Simmons is the girl for me. You know, and Simmons is watching on a video monitor and you can tell she's all broke up. And she's like, oh, yes, because she's afraid that he's really going to still be in love with her because he thought he was in some other made-up world. And uh, you're like, wow, that's so powerful to have that kind of triangle there together and seeing Fitz kind of do what I think all of us would do. You know, where you go to a strip club and you see a hot girl and you're like, oh, man, she's banging hot. And then you get home and you're just like, oh, man, this is my wife. This is my girlfriend, whatever. This is the person that I love. You know, it's totally different than being like, oh, this is some, you know, fantasy person, you know. So when he tells Ada, yeah, you're kind of the fantasy person, Man, in that moment when she loses her marbles, it's just like, what? Oh, my God. And I was like, wow, man. The two of them, Fitz just being terrified by her reaction. I, I have to say, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a TV show scene with as much drama, emotion, or that moved me in my seat on my ass on my couch at home as much as that freaking scene. Now, what did you think, Kelly Jade? I know we watched that kind of together, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, same same reaction. I thought that it was, um, you know, very well acted uh, and very just, you know, really made you feel the moment with uh, with both of those characters. So I really, really liked it. Absolutely. Now, all right. All you beautiful people, make sure to let us know what you think of all these different things. Senior Bull is going to tabulate up right now who we got as the leader of our character development superstars. Oh, man, I would have to say that, you know, out, out of all the characters, out of all the ones we talked about, I would say that, you know, it looks like Agent May definitely took the cake. So <laughs> definitely, you know, all right. badass. Send us some love for Agent May. Ab yeah. Absolutely, man. We'll send some love for Agent May. There you go. <laughs> yeah, she absolutely rocks between her development all through her Bahrain story arcs and everything, which, again, is just constant throughout the whole show. The reason they call her the Calvary, all of her drama between Agent Ward moving on to, uh, you know, Andrew, a.k.a. Lash, and then finally ending up uh, hopefully getting together with Agent Coulson here in the upcoming season, man. Big ups to you, Agent May. We love you. All the beautiful people out there love you. But let's let's talk about what you might be doing out here in Season 5. Because, yeah, just today they have started releasing and bombarding us with all this awesome stuff about the, uh, the premiere again coming out December 1st. That's this Friday. They're going to have a two-hour premiere. And 
obviously the last episode had a, a total like wow twist ending where everyone ends up in outer space man what you <laughs> what you guys think of that when you saw that they were going to be in outer space well when I, when I saw the, the the preview for that I was kind of like well this is definitely advanced farther <laughs> than what you know just flying around on the zephyr you know like it's just kind of like you know you know, I was just like, well, but, you know, with the with the popularity of like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, I think it's a good step for the show to go, because I know we didn't mention this earlier, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will tie in with the upcoming Infinity War movies, yeah. you know, like, well, the whole thing is, is that everything Marvel related is supposed to come in. I know there's a big thing right now with the Netflix shows because they're like some people at Marvel are like, oh, well. We kind of want Daredevil to be this way and not that. You know, it's just he's they'll figure it out. Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Don't put yeah. in a different. Don't don't go DC on this. You know, <laughs> they're gonna go throw Affleck back up there. Yeah. Just, oh God. No. 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 Give him the other. <laughs> go go for Affleck as uh, that, that 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 deserves a shit show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Affleck does. <laughs> Give him another one for that. Anyway, just oh no, I'm only giving him one. I like that Daredevil movie. I thought it was good. <laughs> I like Affleck, man. But um yeah, no, I do like Affleck, but I mean just that movie itself. Like the show, <laughs> like Kelly Jade, if you've only seen the movie, watch the show. It, it is it is is so much better. Yeah, but yeah, I've been, um, I've been hearing that it's it's something that I need to watch. So yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to jump the gun. I definitely want to say some stuff about the enemy that I've seen so far, but Kelly J, what do, what do you think of the uh, upcoming season? I am really curious to see how they pull off this um them being in space and how they t are going to tie that into Infinity Wars um, because they've done such a good job so far, you know, tying yeah. into the rest of the movies. Um, but I'm really anxious to kind of see what uh, what they're up against because I feel like in the first four seasons, they've kind of thrown everything they can at these guys. And now they're really stepping it up a level and saying, OK, well, you know, they've faced everything on Earth, you know, or almost everything. What can they face <laughs> beyond Earth? You know, what new kind of aliens and, and troubles and, and things like that are out there for them? So I'm just really curious to see where this goes and how they handle that transitioning of of setting um, between, you know, a familiar space and something completely unfamiliar. Absolutely. Well, I mean, definitely the inclusion of the information between Infinity War that we're getting now and the end of Thor Ragnarok, you know, which we won't spoil for other people, but they're all they're in outer space. I mean, you know, <laughs> so there's outer spacey elements that yes. look like they're all going to tie together um, as part of this lead into Infinity War. But one distinction I, I want to make that I think is super cool is like you said earlier, Coulson's death in the Avengers Senior Bowl was one of the most prominent uh, moments in the entire film. It was really mm -hmm. the glue that kind of held it all oh, together yeah, yeah. and was even shocking for the audience who had seen Coulson in three or four other movies at least now. You know, um, So Joss Whedon, when they you know, asked him to be the showrunner for this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he was like, dude, you cannot bring Coulson back to life. Like That would belittle what happened in the film. Um, so they kind of made this compromise of like, okay, yes, it's fine for Agent Coulson to come back to life, but the Avengers can never know about it. Oh, okay. So okay. how that gets reconciled with their activity in Infinity War is something I really want to see. You know, are they <laughs> going to have some clever way of working around it, or are they going to boldface be like, nope, he's alive, he's totally legit? What about <laughs> the confrontation between Loki and Coulson? Yeah. I mean, I'd still be pretty pissed off. I Hell mean, yeah. That whole Tahiti scene didn't look like it was fun. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he was begging to be 
to just killed. let him yeah. die. Yeah, yeah. he was like, let me die the whole time. Exactly, yeah. So true. all this is going to culminate in space. And so far in outer space, man, this 17-minute preview that came out today, I think we're all kind of holding off to just watch the premiere at the <laughs> end of the week. So we're sorry if we don't have too much information. But what we can tell you is that the show uh, has already pitched out that the Vrelnexian will kind of be the big bad in outer space out there. Get, get, let's who, get a look at this guy. We do. I, I, I got a graphic for it here. Let me see if I can pull it up. So, bam, <laughs> this is what this dude looks like. Wow. <laughs> so, it's supposed to be an insectoid-type uh, alien um, who does walk around on his hind legs like that. Uh, they originated back in Thor number 212, which is going back away. It's like 1973, oh, yeah. I believe it is. Um, so, it's really going back into the vault, like I said. How Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does. They kind of breathe new life into these kind of offshoot comic book uh, uh, villains and, and characters and then just pumps new life into a man. So we're super excited to see that thing kind of show up on screen and uh, and see, man, how that's portrayed. I mean, I know their graphics and special effects department is just second to none. They're absolutely extraordinary. Um, but to kind of propagate this sort of creature on a continual basis in a <laughs> TV show, that... You know, that might set him back a couple books. Well, <laughs> I will say that, of course, after I saw this picture pop up, I had to go look up some screenshots. Like I said, yeah. I'm not as invested in the show as you guys. So I was like, let me just take a peek at this, you know? <laughs> and, and I have to say, just like anything Marvel, it's top notch. Like, they gotcha. make this thing like, I mean, if you just imagine that like yeah. in like real life, you'd be like, holy shit, that's freaking really scary. I look at but, that and I think it's like the creature from District 9. You know? like, <laughs> oh, uh, Justin K here said, this thing has no pants. Like, they're, yeah. they just have this thing I feel bad. We, we should have moved that graphic over. I'm sorry, Kelly Jade. It's like, <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's a tail that's yes. poking you in the head. So <laughs> didn't feel good about that. But yeah, it seems like I don't know if it's going to be a you know the whole series long villain, but it looks yeah. like this thing's going to be giving them some early season troubles, like from from the get go. Absolutely, so. it's probably going to be like their first arc thing. You know, with Infinity War, it may shake up their their arc telling, but they've been so consistent on the three arc sort of formula that I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's going to continue and hold strong. And I, I have to say, you know, with some of the characters being in humans like Yo Yo and. Uh, Daisy, you know, both going out there, Quake, you know, both going yeah. out into outer space, they're going to have kind of a leg up if other cultures recognize that they're the work of the Kree. Is that good for them? Is that bad for them? Sure. We don't know. They have said that Kree will be involved in the season somewhere. Now, so there you go. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like even Project Tahiti was only supposed to be used if it was a, an Avenger who died. Yeah, correctly. it was for a fallen Avenger, which again is one of those iconic moments where. Coulson tells Nick Fury that it's only supposed to be used for a fallen Avenger, and he's like, "Yeah, it was." <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. But we're, 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 we're <laughs> right in the feels, bro. We're getting cool. a lot of comments here about that. What is this thing called again? It's like, called a Vrelnexian. I, I've, that's the best pronunciation I can get. It's V R E L L E N I X A E N X L F. I don't know. I got lost it, in there somewhere. It, it was the 70s, everyone. It was. Yeah. I know. They were just like, hey, man, how'd you name it? I was high as a motherfucker, man. It was Green Friday. I got me some stocking stuffers and uh, just blew my head up. Party Man Will says that's what he looks like when he comes out of watching a new DC movie. That's very true. That's very true. I didn't even think about that. But good, good call out, Will, because you're right. That is absolutely you. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is what I, also what you looked like when we were watching the first Underworld movie together, and you didn't eat lunch, and we're eating popcorn, and I glanced over, and that is what you looked like, just like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But anyways, it, it looks very interesting. Though. It, it does. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty exciting. So Kelly Jade, what have you got as far as predictions coming in to the fifth season? What What do you think we're gonna see? What would you like to see? Um, as far as what I think we're going to see, I don't really have any predictions because this show is just kind of <laughs> impossible for me to predict. Um, but I'm really hoping to see kind of more Daisy and Ghost Rider and kind of see their dynamic. But um, I'm also curious to see um, how this all, you know, again, ties into the Infinity War um, arc mm-hmm. and uh, and how they handle that with their own storytelling. I'm really curious to see if they get back to Earth, how they do get back to Earth, um, you know, if they do, um, how long it takes them, um, you know, is everybody in the same place or are they kind of scattered out in different, you know, places mm-hmm. or, or are they like in a prison or it seemed almost like Coulson was kind of getting ready to go do a job or something yeah. in the last episode, uh, kind of teaser. Uh, for season five. So I'm just really curious to see how this all shakes out and how it all uh, really kind of comes together and how they get out of the situation that they found themselves in. So Absolutely. I super agree with you. It's so hard to predict what this show might do, but uh, I can definitely throw out a few things that I'm like, this, this is what I'd like to see. I, I would definitely love to see some more Ghost Rider action like you're talking about, especially considering that towards the end of the show, you start to realize because Doctor Strange came out, that like he's using his chain to make those Doctor Strange portals. Oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know. But he can walk like from hell and back, and you're like, <laughs> pretty sure he can get to some bullshit ass space station, no problem. <laughs> so Gosh. yeah, getting to see some Ghost Rider action, I'd love to see a nod to Guardians. I think that's the yeah. one thing that we really yeah. kind of haven't seen. It's always been pretty loosely based around Kree and alien stuff, but a, a pretty definitive. Uh, nod to Guardians, I think, would be something that I'd really love to see come out of this, especially with the guy in the trailer thing that kind of looks like he's dressed like Star-Lord. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know? Well, I think I have a prediction here. Sure, what do I'm you got? i go all Garth. Okay. I just hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an impossibility uh, for anyone who's a fan of the show right now for this to just not be good. Um, I want to see Agent May really beat down some weird alien. <laughs> you know, because she's so good at beating people up, you know, yeah. that it's it's almost like, man, you know, she's just great at beating people up. Uh, but it's, she does. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, sending the Calvary, man. And uh, I want to see the Calvary kick some alien ass. I think that'd be really good. Other than that, I just hope Mac has a shotgun axe in space. <laughs> I hope he gets a shotgun laser gun. I think that would be super cool. Uh, that's a running gag to the show that I know we love and, uh, you know, I don't want to see it stop running. <laughs> well, we definitely uh, you know, had a great time dedicating this whole show to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If we've piqued your guys' interest or if you're already fans, you can go back and you can watch this on Netflix. All four seasons are available. Uh, as we've mentioned, the new season's kicking off this Friday. So, I mean, you know, hey, if you watch a season a night, right, you could probably get there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally, that's totally right. I mean, that's no problem. You guys did, right? <laughs> But absolutely, man. I, I, it's definitely piqued my interest. I think I might have to go back and, and get caught up. Absolutely, man. I definitely think you should. Um, like any show, uh, the, their best stuff always comes after being out for a little while. Sure. You know? So not every show's a, a Daredevil or a Jessica get Jones. The, that's just going to run in a little bit. Yeah. yeah you know, mo- most shows, especially on cable or on network stuff, you know, 
they're they're not going to give him a super ton of money right up front and things like that. And you know, Agents of Shield, you can even tell, man, if you go back and watch the first season and watch the season four. You know that budget's different, man. But sure. they do such a good job of their character work and their story work, which are things that don't cost money, man. You know, it doesn't cost money to have a, a, a good actor do a good performance or to have a great writer write a good story, you know? Absolutely, man. But yeah, definitely it's it seems very interesting. I, I look forward to hearing like what the review is of the uh of the fifth season as it gets kicked off absolutely so thank you guys again for joining us tonight you know give some thumbs up some love some like and subscribe on our channel out here uh if you liked agents of shield and you know hanging out with us tonight otherwise you know i'd like to thank kelly jade for coming in absolutely. talking to us about yeah. agents yeah, of shield i had a really great time I, I, like i said i'm loving this show I'm, I'm happy to talk about it and uh i appreciate you guys bringing me on so absolutely man yeah and, and you know thank you like like el bandito said thanks to everyone for partying with us for uh you know for for the last hour or so and and you know throwing up all the comments i've, I've had a blast reading them here and yeah it seems like yeah man like I think next week we're going to have to open up the, uh, you know, the uh, options for, you know, people being able to say what what video game they want us to talk about. <laughs> I mean, because we're getting a lot of things here during the video game news and stuff like that. It seems like that might be a really fun topic to kind of throw it out there and see what we can uh well, we can throw a dialogue on. Heck yeah, man. It sounds awesome. Well, you know, you guys just decided it. Next week, we'll be back Monday night, 9 p.m., talking about video games. And we're going to talk about anything you drop in the comments, any game that you drop in the comments. We're we'll talk about it live right here on Facebook Live with you guys. Thank you for joining us here at the Power Hour of Love. We'll see you all next week. Otherwise, you can catch us on YouTube. We'll repost this video so you can check it out if you missed some of the beginning or whatever. Or you could join us every Thursday night at 10 p.m. over on Podunk Radio. Absolutely. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Yeah. <laughs>